Welcome to Applesauce, episode number three. I am Joe Darnell, your host, and my co-host is back with me again, Mr. Lee Peterson. Hi, Joe. How are you doing, Lee? Hi, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really well. Uh, the Falcons, you know, are at the World Series of Football or whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Super Bowl. I am so sorry. If anybody wants to rant and rave at me, go ahead. I, I don't know the first thing about football. But that game goes on in a couple hours after we're done with this show. So that's where I'm going to be at in a few hours. I'm going to be at a Super Bowl party. That's unheard of for me. I, I'm a baseball fan. I'm not a, you know, a football guy. Yeah, well, being based in the UK, there is, there's, there's an element of people over here that, that, that follow American football. You know, football. Most people here obviously you know, follow soccer or, you know, as, or as we call it, football. I follow hockey, NHL, you know, as American sports. Hmm. Not so much football, not for not for a long time. Time differences tend to mess it up a little bit because I don't think for us, I don't think it'll start till about one in the morning. Yeah. And I've got work tomorrow, so I, I won't be watching that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you catch games for the NHL? I normally catch up, so you can do it via the NHL website. Oh. Uh, what I tend to do is listen to the live streams, so you can live stream audio for free. There's, there, there is actually an app, an app on the uh, on the Apple TV and other platforms as well, which is like the on, I can't remember what they call it now. Is it Game Center? Uh, hmm. But basically, you can stream live games uh, just over the internet to your uh, Apple TV. I've just let my, I've, I've, I've got a subscription for that, so I tend to watch them that way. But to be honest, I listen to most of them. Interesting. Uh, just have them on in the background. But yeah, it's quite, it's quite hard to follow American sports over here. But uh, I do my best with the hockey. I don't really follow American sports. I am into baseball, and in a heartbeat, if someone invited me to a Braves game, I'd go. But I don't have regular broadcast television, and the last few years, I've been watching closely what are the options to stream the games on the iPad and the Apple TV, and the options are basically good now. I just haven't made the time to buy a season's pass and start watching the games. But I want to get my kids into it, and I think that they'll definitely enjoy it, and it's a, it'll be a pastime that we can do together. So I wanted to not talk about games this week. We'll talk about games sometime soon, but we're actually going to talk about a little bit of productivity concerning the iPad Pro. And uh, that's what the Pro and iPad Pro stands for. It stands for productivity, right, Lee? Uh, I think so. It's still not replacing a Mac, hundred percent for me, as as we'll talk about in a bit. But I think it's I think it's almost mm. almost there. I think it needs a little bit of. I'm a little bit farther down the track than you are. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll get to the, some follow up first. Uh, naturally, that's how we do the show now. We uh, we want to talk about your MacBook, and I want to talk about earbuds. So let's talk about your MacBook first. Are you recording this podcast on your MacBook? No, I'm actually on uh, on an iMac. I haven't got any of the dongles for it yet. <laughs> uh, I I've I've actually a little problem with it over the last couple of weeks. So as you know, I've got the the same one as you, but I've got the base like the uh, the M3 M3 one. And it's been fine. It's been a good little machine. The only thing I found, the only problem I've had with it, is the wi. I don't know if you find this, but the wi- the range on the Wi-Fi, isn't as good as anything else I've got. Oh. So what I found was I at home we've got a townhouse, so it's like a three-story house, uh, and I can work in our on our middle level, which is kind of where our living room is, and I can have my work machine. So that's just a you know a Dell laptop, and I can have uh, my iPad next to that, and they're both fine. If I've got the MacBook in exactly the same range, I just get constant timeouts. And what what I've done to fix it was I just bought a, an extender. So just a 
little plug, a Belkin one actually is quite. Is, we'll talk about it maybe in a future show. It's quite a good little little piece of kit. But it's just a plug that you that, that I've I've got on the middle floor, which just extends our Wi-Fi out, uh, and that's fixed it. That's fixed us. So the MacBook is not getting those dropouts anymore. But it just seems that the Wi-Fi card or whatever you know it's just not as strong as as any other device i don't know if you find that i don't notice it because in my house the the router is centrally located rather well in our three-story house okay and it is just about eight feet over my macbook desk so it's on the next story up but the range has been really good and a few hours ago i was on the back porch and wirelessly sent a print job to my printer at the desk in the lower story and I've had no trouble whatsoever. But sometimes if the signal drops, it's be- I don't understand why, but we use Comcast uh, Xfinity here, and I will automatically find myself when I open up my MacBook on the Comcast Wi-Fi roaming signal, which is available, generally speaking, just anywhere you go that there is a, a signal from Xfinity from the satellite. And sometimes it supersedes our local Comcast Xfinity signal from the router. And so I'll have to kick back to get to the printer. And I don't even know why that's happening. I guess the signal might be stronger. Yeah, I mean, that's the only only thing I thought I had a problem with. But everything else, yeah, I've, I've really, really liked it. I mean, I've gotten caught a few times where I've wanted to plug something into it. And I, like I said, I've not bought anything for it yet. I've only got the power, the, the, obviously the power cable for it. I've gone to, ah, oh, just charge my phone. Ah, hang on, I can't plug it in. Uh, but it's not been a big problem. I, 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 I like, I'm slowly, I haven't gotten used to the keyboard as, as quickly as, as maybe I would like to. I'm still making typing mistakes. But when I, when I get in a rhythm with it, it's, it's fine. But every now and when I go back to it after a, a day, if I haven't used it for a day or so, then I do find I'm making those same type of mistakes again. But I'm enjoying it. I think I'm glad I bought it. I was thinking about this earlier this afternoon as I was doing some transcribing from my uh, uh, my iPhone. I was listening to an audio file in Overcast where you can upload files and you can play them back. And that's great if you needed to do some transcribing. That doesn't happen very often, but it's pretty handy because. Um, quickly with this uh, play and pause tap on my iPhone, I can be typing away on the MacBook on the back porch. And yeah, the keys, they don't feel bad. In terms of size, they feel like the natural size, the right size to me. But it feels at the same time like with every other key press, maybe the key got stuck just a little bit, a little bit sticky on the down, the you know, the down press. Mm. And I second guess every press and think to myself, did the key get stuck? No, it's fine. <laughs> and and that just slows me down if I notice it. If I try to tune out that feeling, then usually I can type okay. So what about the MacBook Air option? You were talking about that before. Um, somebody, I actually noticed somebody on Twitter and Facebook saying, hey, I'm going to sell my you know current generation or latest generation MacBook Air for $600. And I was like, what, why? Is it, is it new? Is it old? Did you bust it? What? And he said, no, no, it's, it's fine. I just want to be rid of it. I was like, <laughs> man, $600, that's cheap. Why did you not go that route? It was the screen, I think, more than anything. I thought if I'm going to invest in, in, getting, a, in, in getting a machine, I did have a think about getting a used Air. All the ones I looked at, uh, in, in this, there's, a, there's a store here in the UK called CEX, which is kind of uh, 
it's somewhere where you can take your, take your gadgets and they buy them off you and then sell them on, you know, reused. All the ones I saw was were still quite quite expensive and they were all beaten up. So when I when I looked at the the refurb store and I saw the MacBook on there for it was it was just under a thousand pounds. So probably about thousand, probably eleven hundred dollars maybe. Um, I just went for that one because I thought, well, it's only a few hundred pounds more than an Air. The only thing I, I do miss the keyboard. I do really miss the keyboard on the Air. Uh, it's the screen, I think, because I, I would have bought the 11. Uh, and after using the, 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 trying the 12-inch, I thought, well, you know, you've got a 15-day return, I'll try it. Uh, I wouldn't, I just didn't want to give it back after getting used to the screen on it as much as I prefer. I, I, my ideal laptop would be the body of the Air but the screen of the MacBook. I think that would be ideal. Hmm. But I chose the screen over the over the keyboard. I think you went the right way. Yeah, I think so. And it's so light as well. It's so it's so nice to it's so nice to use. I noticed that right. Just I feel so comfortable carrying it around, starting something on the kitchen counter to stand there, and then carrying it over to the other side of the kitchen counter to look up something in paprika for a recipe, and then take it back down to the desk and plug it into the external monitor and close it up. And I just feel really comfortable with this device, even in my lap. I don't really use my MacBook in my lap much ever, but I can type faster when it's in my lap at that level with my hands. Mm. So if I am on the couch at night watching Netflix, I might have my iPad Pro or my MacBook, depending on how much I expect to type. And I like the just the weight of it. You're so right. And it's cool enough. I never really think about the heat. No. But because no. you bought it as a refurb, are you concerned about Apple Care or the lack of a warranty? Well, when you buy refurbished, I bought. If you buy via Apple, it's like buying a new product. So you you get your standard warranty with Apple, like a year's warranty, two years for us here in the UK. Uh, but I bought Apple Care with it. If you know someone who work who works in education, I, I I get a discount through work as well, an Apple an Apple discount through work. Uh, you get you get you save quite a lot on Apple Care. So I I actually picked up Apple Care Plus for it. Hmm. Uh, you know I always do with the laptops. I actually do I I do with all my Apple Gear actually. To, oh. to be fair, even my phones and my watch, I've got it on my watch yeah, as well. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a smart move. I got the Apple Care for my watch a couple of weeks after I bought my watch in December, and then not two weeks later I dropped it in the closet and the floor is a special kind of I think they call it party plank or something and it's it, it feels like hardwood hmm. and it it just went. And shattered the, the face of the screen with is the easiest thing in the world to break the watch screen. So, because when the watch falls, because the watch face seems to be the heaviest, that's the direction it wants to land. Yeah, is on the glass. So, that that may or may not happen with your iPads and phones, but it's guaranteed to happen with the watch. Yeah, I mean every device. I think every Apple device I've had in the last probably five years. I've always had to replace it through one one way or another, whether I've dropped it or it's just broken on its own. You know, I've always had to replace it, and the Apple Care's always saved me, so I just I just get it automatically now. I've never broken a MacBook. I, I've I've crashed a few. I've wiped out a few iMacs, Mac Pros, um, and an iBook screen died on me many years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna jinx myself. I'm on my second MacBook. I don't <laughs> want, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Well, I'm glad it's partially working out for you. Do you feel like you'll be content with the MacBook for the foreseeable future? Yeah, definitely. I mean, 
the the main reason I got it was well, we'll I think we'll probably go into this when we talk about the iPad in terms of where where the iPad's lacking a little bit for me. But for the the, the purposes I used it for, it, it's it's absolutely it's, it's perfect for me. Uh, the, the iMac we've still got the five K iMac, which is kind of our family machine, which I I do use, but I've been using the MacBook a lot more than the iMac. Uh, and uh, just because of his ball portable, really, and I can I can use it around the family, you know, rather than just sat in the office on my own. Okay. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I think it's going to be my main machine for for quite a while. So we will also talk a little bit about headphones and earbuds this week because both of us picked up new earbuds, and I also have a set of wireless headphones. We want to talk about AirPods, and I have not handled any, but I've been talking to some people in Apple stores. I was talking about those uh, those AirPods with customers and an employee while I was there actually to get my Apple Watch serviced on. And in the opinion of the the Apple representative who had a pair, she was saying that she was never happy with Apple's ear earbuds or AirPods, whatever they were called the wired ones that come with the iPhones. Yeah. And she wasn't happy with those because it felt like the cord would tug on them and they'd come out of her ear. And I noticed that her ears were very small. So maybe there would also be just some points of pressure where the earlobe is just popping it out anyway. But my ears have the opposite problem. I have very large ears. Um, I don't know why. This is what God gave me. And uh, the ear pods just want to fall out. Even I'm, I'm pretty perfectly still. So... I can be sitting down to read a book and I just want to listen to some music and I'm in my living room, I put the earbuds in and I'm looking down at my book and not 10 minutes later, the earbuds are just falling out. Hmm. So I, I started looking around and I wanted something in the way of earbuds as my backup pair of audio you know, uh, gear. You know, I didn't want my earbuds to be my primary you know, hearing devices because I do a lot of audio editing with podcasts and I love to listen to podcasts. And I think that I get a better experience, richer audio with on-ear and over-ear headphones all the time. So whether I was listening to podcasts or music, I wanted to have something better than what I was getting from Apple's ear pods. So I picked up something as the backup to replace Apple's earbuds. And what I went for was a set of black earbuds, like I was talking about in the last episode. I was very disappointed that Apple doesn't have black earbuds. So I Googled something like Apple earbuds in black, or what are the best black earpods to replace Apple's earpods, or something like that. And the top result came up as Amazon premium earbuds. And they were compared by several tech sites that were reviewing them as being very comparable to Apple's, but they came in black. Mm. So I check them out and, you know, lengthy articles basically saying, give them a shot. If you like Apple's ear pods, then these are very comparable to them. So I picked up a pair. They're $15 on Amazon. They're, Amazon officially calls them Amazon premium earbuds. I don't know exactly what makes them premium. Uh, and I get the box and I then realize, oh, okay, so they, they want this to look like a really nice set of earbuds, but it's only $15. The package is really nice. I get them out. The length of the black cord where you plug it into your iPhone to your ears is a little bit longer than Apple's EarPods cord. And it's uh, kind of shaped like linguine. It's not 
it's not a thin round wire. It's kind of flattened, and so that it flops, you know, left and right. And uh, but it, the the rubber is feels great, you know, the casing and the controls for play, pause, and you know, uh, volume up and down are at the uh, I'd say about the place where Apple's earpods wire split and one earpod goes left and one earpod goes right up to the sides of the head. That's where Amazon's player control is on the wire. That's where the play pause button is, is where the wire forks in either direction. Um, so rather than having the, curl, the controls higher up over your shoulder, it's, it's like over your chest. And I immediately noticed... I put them in my ear. They feel better. They look really sleek. They would, they'd really complement a jet black iPhone. They just look like the right set of earbuds to go with that device. But alas, you're going to have to use the white dongle. <laughs> so you got your black phone. You've got the black earbuds. The picture is practically complete. And then you've got to use the white dongle in between. Yeah. And I took a picture of it. I'll put it in the show notes for this episode it, with the iPhone resting on my, my leg. And there's this dongle. Um, I try to hide it or maybe I'll spray paint it black. I don't know. And I, I, like I said, these are just my backup earbuds. So I wasn't going to be too concerned if it didn't work out just the way I liked it. But in listening to them, they do stay in my ears a little bit better. And the audio volume up and down don't work. I huh. don't know why. Uh, I, I just don't. I wondered if that was an iPhone 7 thing. And it also happened on my iPad Pro and on my MacBook. So I don't know what to say there. I would. When did you get them? I got them just a couple of weeks ago. Send them back, I would. They should work. I mean, the volume control should work on, a, on, on Apple devices. Any, anything you use, really. I know, right? Especially the MacBook. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'd, I'd probably do that. So... I, I think they're comfortable. I think they work great. I could take phone calls with them. The play pause was great. You know, if you want to skip forward tracks and back tracks, that, that works fine. And if you just want a small upgrade, you're not ready to plunk what it takes to get the AirPods, and you just want the jet black alternative to earbuds, then I would recommend these. I think you can't go wrong. And if you get them, that lets you actually use the volume controls. That would be great. <laughs> They, yeah, I've just had a look on, on the website, actually. Yeah, they look, they look quite smart. One other nice thing about them is that the backs of the earbuds that go in your ears uh, have a built-in magnet. So whenever they are off of your ears and you're winding them up, those magnets will find each other, they make contact, and the two earbuds will get together back-to-back uh, -to -back so that you're less likely, not that it'll, it's not foolproof, but you're far less likely to wind up knotting these in your pocket hmm. because the earbuds want to stay together and those wires stay together so they don't intertwine and create more of a spaghetti mess in your pocket. Um, now, you got the Apple AirPods. Those are the real premium products. I certainly don't feel premium. <laughs> I'm probably, I know I'm probably going against what a lot of people are talking about them. Countercultural. I like this. They, uh, it was funny because I thought I was, I was thinking, oh, okay, I'm, I'm not going to get them because they were so, as you know, out of stock everywhere. And I happened to be on, I think it was Mac Rumors forums, just, just browsing. And someone had noticed that they'd started coming to the UK. So I looked at my local Apple store on via the app. And I found there were some in stock, so I, I reserved them, picked them up the following day. Uh, and for the first maybe, you know, 12 hours or so, 
in testing them they were they they were fine you know they worked fine they were did did as 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 promised really they were, what you know the charging case is nice uh, being able to to just take one out and then the your music pauses or your video if you're watching youtube that pauses that's nice that's that's, that's really nice functionality but what i found started happening was uh, specifically on my iphone i was getting you know when when bluetooth uh, kind of disconnects and it gets really choppy when you when you're listening to something i was i was getting that mm. so i did uh, i did a did some testing and it was fine on uh, on all my other devices so i took them into the apple store because i thought it was a bluetooth on my phone potentially because i've got apple care plus on it uh, so they told me to wipe my phone and try again so i did that oh. so still which i lost all my activity rings and and all the rest of it restored my phone from scratch still connection problems so i changed them for another set so i'm on my second set now and they were fine for a couple of days but again i'm having random kind of connection problems where i'm having two connection problems actually i'm having one where you get that choppy audio with the bluetooth kind of is, is, is coming in and out but the biggest problem i've got is they're not actually being recognized by my phone so when you flip the little lid up on the container your uh, phone should bring up a little dialog box to say that yeah they're connected and mine mine don't. It can take like literally about two minutes for that to pop up on mine. And I've got a new phone actually now as well. Apple replaced my phone in the week. Yeah, I mean, uh, and like today I was I was I was using them while well, trying to use them. Uh, my phone said they were connected, but the music was still playing through the speaker on my phone, not through the the AirPods. So for me, I'm I'm actually ret- I'm going to return them now because this is my second pair. Mm. I could probably go in and get a third pair, but for 160 pounds, I'm thinking, well, wow. No, they're 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 nice, but I just uh, maybe I'm expecting too much. Maybe I'm expecting the the connectivity to be perfect, and it's not. So maybe I'm expecting too much. But I know on on Bluetooth headsets I've had before, if I'm in within a good distance of the phone, I never have connectivity problems like I've had with these. So I, I don't know whether I've had two dodgy ones. Maybe I don't know, but I'm just going to cut my losses on them now and get some get my money back on them. I think. I think you're very unlucky, Lee. What did you do? I don't know to the Apple gods. I don't know. I've done something to them, but this week, I they actually replaced my phone because I was I I, re, I, I refreshed my phone and, and I was still getting these Bluetooth problems, and I noticed my car connection kit I was getting a few problems as well. So they said, "Well, hang on, let's just change your phone. Let's just give you a new phone." Uh, so so I got so, so I did that. So I got a new phone in the week and new new ear but new AirPods, and I'm still having connection problems. So. Yeah, I think it is a, it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Every uh, everyone's is. saying, you know, people, I've I've said stuff on Twitter about it, and everyone's like, "No, mine are perfect. They're the best thing I've, uh, Apple's created for years." And I just don't see it because of my experiences. I see it in the design. The design's quite cool, but I, I'm just I, I want it to be reliable, and it's just not for me anyway. Yeah. So I'm just gonna. I'll, I'll, well, I'll I wish I could them. be your tech support guy. I wish I could be your tech support guy. And if I could, uh, as a totally inexperienced person who knows nothing about AirPods, and I'm just brainstorming, I'd have to ask, and I'm sure you've already considered this, is it to do with how the W1 chip works? And I'm assuming you're somehow using Apple's intended Bluetooth connectivity you know, like method where you're using the Apple you know, like um, AirPlay device like 
system, whatever way it is, like that's like custom tailored to the AirPods so that it gives you notifications about connecting and shows your battery life for this device, taking advantage of the W1 chip, and it's not treated just like a standard Bluetooth connection? Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're pretty simple in setup, really. You know, you just, you open up the lid, it finds that they're connected, or they or it connects if it's the first time you've got them, and then it syncs via iCloud. So every other device you've got registers those those AirPods. But yeah, I mean, as far as I'm aware, I'm just connected to the phone as as as, it, as it's intended to, you know. Mm. Uh, and and it, it was funny because when I got the new when I got the new pair, I was actually in 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 the office uh, in you know where I work in my in my nine to five job, and uh, I was a good twenty feet away from my phone. From my iPad, they were connected, they were synced to my iPad at that point, and I had no problems whatsoever. I listened to them all afternoon, uh, but for some reason on my phone, and I've got a different phone now, it's just not reliable enough. I mean, do they are when they're working, they're brilliant, but for them for the money, I want them to be perfect from a connectivity perspective, and they're just not. And I think today, what like like I said, you know, earlier when I was I was upstairs, uh, you know, just making some lunch, and I thought, well, I'll just listen to a podcast a minute while I'm making it, and I, I, I flipped up the lid. My phone saw it, said, yes, we're connected to your, your AirPods, but the music carried on playing through my uh, through my phone. It just wasn't playing through the headset at all. I restarted the phone, same problem, and I can't get it to play through the, through the AirPods anymore. So they're going back to the story the way tomorrow or Tuesday, uh, whether I'll get a replacement or, or my money back. But I'm thinking I might get my money back and get a, get a pair, a different pair maybe. Oh, man, that's sad. I think you're the only one who's had this sort of report who knows what they're talking about, that it wasn't just working right. you think that by the other reports that they were working so brilliantly that you could just leave your iPhone at home and run out for, a you know, like a, a run, and they would work on the entire time as you made a couple of laps on a two-mile track. Yeah, the range is great. When when you when they're working and they're connected, the range is, is way above what you'd expect from Bluetooth. Normal. Normally, what well, I've had it with Bluetooth, but... Maybe I'm expecting too much. Maybe I'm expecting the the, the connection to be perfect all the time, and and, and I'm I got unrealistic expectations. But I don't know. It's, it's maybe I'm unlucky. I maybe got two dodgy pairs. Do you think that they they fit your ears well? No problems there, comparably to the Apple EarPods. Yeah, I think so. I mean, if you get on okay with the standard uh, EarPods, then you'll get on fine with these. Uh, the sounds I find one thing I did find was they sound better than the standard ones. The I don't know if it's because of the way they can sit in your your, your ear canals, but they sound like they've got a better bass response than the standard ones. Uh, that's that's one thing I immediately found when I when I started using them that they they did sound better. Maybe Apple has taken a cue from their Beats relationship. Maybe they got some of those Beats engineers to help them on that. I don't know. Maybe yeah yeah maybe because they're 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 quite bass heavy so. That's it. That's it. That's a good good thinking. Yeah, maybe they did that, but yeah, they sound great and they fit in my ears fine. If you get on fine with the standard ones, you'll get on fine with these. Interesting. But yeah, just one of those things. Yeah, just one of those. The case is great. Uh, it's one of those little Apple things where it's all magnetized, uh, so it's quite cool actually dropping them in into the little carrier. So, but so lesson learned, people. Don't get your hopes up with the Apple AirPods. Yeah, don't. It might sound great. Don't expect but. perfection. Uh, maybe I'm expecting too much of them for now. <laughs> but that's the thing. I, I really was sold on the idea that I may get iPod, AirPods, sorry, 
later on, and everyone who talks about them says how wonderful they are, just flawless. And I, I don't know why these things happen, but it seems <laughs> like you just you hit the, the wrong streak. <laughs> well, okay, Lee, then let's talk about those things that we attach the AirPods to. We got the Apple iPad Pro. You take it uh, for productivity a lot more than I do. I, I wish, I pretend that I used my iPad Pro for productivity, and I really don't. I, I've got it all set up as my alternative to my MacBook and my iPhone. And most of the time, it's just occupying my backpack or sitting on the desk or getting a charge, or my kids are using the Apple Pencil to color some pictures. So I really want to understand, though, I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to slander the good name of iPad productivity. It's a wonderful thing, and I believe it's the future. And you're already doing it in part. So I wanted to explore how you're using the iPad for your your writing and anything else you do. I'm curious about the potential for photo management. I, I've edited a couple of home videos that look really good on my iPad Pro when I took the kids to the swimming pool for their lessons. And while I was there, I was able to cut together a great-looking video with music and everything and great cuts. And it was just a great highlight of my daughter's lesson. And I can see why there are so many people that are going this way, that the iPad Pro is powerful. I've had an iPad every year since they first came out. And I've been very happy with the results for reading, watching videos, uh, writing, doing notes. So I see, though, that everybody approaches this a little bit differently, and you have taken a shine to what is the possibility of using it, optimizing it for a significant chunk of your, your work whenever you can. Uh, well, if I start, I guess, on what, what iPad I've got and what, I, what accessories I've got, I guess, maybe to start with. I've got the 12.9. Uh, I bought it. The day it came out, because I was, I thought this is going to be potentially going to be my perfect computer, laptop replacement. So I bought the twelve point nine. I've got the one hundred and twenty eight gig version, and I picked up the Apple Pencil, and I used the smart keyboard cover. So that the smart keyboard cover is pretty much on it all the time, and I carry my pencil around all the time too. I've got a a clip on it. I am going to write a post up about this, but I've ju I just bought a. Is it Fisher, Fisher Space pen? But basically, it's just a pen clip that f that fits on it perfectly. So, I've got it. I've got the smart keyboard cover folded up, and I've just got my pencil clipped into the top of it, just like you would a, a pen on a notepad. And I carry that pretty much with me everywhere, along with a SD card reader. So that's the only other accessory that I've got is the SD card reader, which I use for for photography stuff, pulling you know pulling images off my off my DSLR. So that's that's the gear, I guess. That's the that's the one that I've got. When you you said you've got the iPad Pro, do you have the twelve point nine or do you have the nine point seven? I rock the nine point seven. Okay, so I'm I could see me potentially changing that way this year if the rumored ten point five or you know that that middle sized one that the the, the rumor to be bringing out because the twelve point nine is is heavier than my MacBook. Uh, I like this. I do like the screen size, but it, it's not as it's kind of not as portable as I wish it was. I wish it was a little bit smaller. Uh, but aside that aside, I guess I should probably go through what I the, the kind of the main the main things I use it for. So I use it for writing. So 
my freelance writing stuff on the side, I use it for doing that. So app-wise, I use something uh, an app called IA Writer. Quite, it used to be quite a popular one. I'm not sure if it's so popular these days, but I write in Markdown, so it's a good it's a good Markdown editor, and it also syncs with iCloud as well. So, you know, quite often I'll I'll maybe write something on my phone, or write something on my iPad, and pick it up between my devices. So that's quite nice. Uh, and I also use the Squarespace apps as well. So my my blog is is hosted by Squarespace, and I use their Squarespace blog app to to update my site. So from a writing perspective, that's pretty much my workflow is writing. I, I do have problems with uploading. So the main reason I got the MacBook and the thing that the iPad's not doing for me at the moment is a part of the work that I do, I'm doing at the moment is writing for Cult of Mac. And, and, and I've written for other sites too, but they quite often they use their own uh, content management system. So maybe WordPress. And they don't play nice with iPads particularly, I found. Uh, so if you want to kind of do a proper job of it, you really need a MacBook for that kind of stuff, or a Mac. Mm. Uh, that's where the iPad does fall down a little bit, is is managing kind of content, uploading to WordPress or something like that. I found some limitations around that. Uh, probably my next biggest use is around photography. So I I enjoy taking photos. I take my DSLR out with me most places, and the iPad fits in my camera bag quite nicely. So what, what I tend to do is take the uh, SD card reader and then I can just put my photo straight on and I just edit. I mean, I use iCloud Photo Library, so that's one reason for getting everything in is, is it'll just sync up to the cloud, but also I edit photos too. And I just tend to edit using the Photos app itself. I don't really use Lightroom or anything like that, but I just love the screen. The screen's great for, for uh, you know, going through your images. I much rather use my hands to manipulate images than, than, than use my Mac. So that's probably the, the next big kind of use for my, my iPad use is, is, is photography. Probably music is probably the next one. I've got a little bit of an injury at the moment, so I haven't played guitar for a, a good few months. But Really? How did you hurt yourself? What, what's preventing you from playing guitar? It's like a tendon. Uh, uh, yeah. I messed up something in my shoulder a couple of weeks ago. It's difficult to do some very everyday things. Yeah, it's amazing now your body has a habit of working against you sometimes. <laughs> and yeah. Little, th- little things like, yeah, I mean, mine's, mine's something I've had for ongoing for, for quite a few years and, and getting to the point where I'm struggling to play guitar a little bit. But when, when I do, I, I, I use something called iRig. So this is a little, a little device that plugs into, it's got a lightning connection on the one end uh, and a guitar input on the other. So you can plug your guitar directly into uh, GarageBand and you can just record straight in. I much prefer to do that than than use something on a Mac. Uh, it's just more tactile. Uh, so that's really, that's that's a re- you know an iPad or if, even you can even do this stuff on iPhones these days. Is is doing the recording. I use it for work. So my nine to five, a lot of reading of documents, editing PDFs, draw a lot of diagrams, and and I've used the pencil a lot for oh the iPad Pro and the pencil in, in my 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 kind of in my day job for doing quick sketches that I can send to customers or annotating. Uh, so quite often someone will send a document to review and I can quite easily just go in and I use an app called, uh, which one is it I use? A PDF Expert or? A... Uh, no, Notability actually I use. Ah. This is, this. I sync it with uh, Google Drive. So basically what you can do is you can import Word documents, PDFs, lots of different types of documents, and you can just sketch right on top of them. 
I might get a 40, 50 page Word document to review. And instead of doing it on doing it on my PC and, and doing track changes, you know, within Word, I'll just fire it over to my iPad and sketch on it with my pencil, save it back out as a PDF and send it off. It, 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 I just find it just cuts down so much time. And I find that people prefer doing that rather than track changes because if anyone uses Word and track changes, it's a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, it, it is. I've tried to use it even in recent weeks and it's a pain. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. We're trying to come through like three or four different drafts of a script for a video project and it's it's haywire. It's one of my most disliked things about my job probably, to be honest, is having to, <laughs> is having to manage track changes. One thing it is good at as well is is the, just talking about the pencil and uh, notability is with the writing quite often I'll 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 do an outline so it's kind of like mind map and articles you know that I'm going to be writing so I've been I've been using notability for that so I'll just sit down if I've got a a post to write for a site or for or even for my blog I'll just I like to visually think about what what I'm going to write so I just mind map it out and that's brilliant pencil's brilliant for for, for that but I don't know do you want to do you want me to talk through Maybe some note-taking apps I use and some sketching apps as well. I want to talk about all these things. We're going to have to save some of them for another episode, maybe a part two next time. Yeah. But then, yeah, go ahead and finish, like, the overview. Okay. Overall, I mean, to be honest, looking at... I was trying to think what you were talking about a, a, a minute ago, talking about, you know, consumption. Uh, and, and to be honest, I, I, I probably create more than I consume on it. So for me, it is very much, I will sit, I will watch YouTube videos and stuff on it and read on it, but it's a little bit too big. But that's like for research or something. Yeah, right? yeah, for, for like research and stuff like that. But it's a little bit too big to, to use as for just for reading books, I find. I've got a mini, I've got an iPad mini that I use for that. Um, but for me, it's my overall kind of closing statement i guess on the ipad pro is it's probably 80 percent of my main machine of a main machine for me so where it falls down is kind of file management and uh this kind of this this, this I, I don't know if it's kind of on wordpress's side or on on safari's side but whenever i've tried to use say wordpress within uh, and Squarespace is actually is the same. If you need to do anything more than just upload a post to a to your website, the iPad tends to suffer a little bit because uh, certainly from Squarespace perspective, you can't. If you want to change the look and feel of your site, you can't do any of that on an iPad uh, because their you know their app or their their site just doesn't work. Uh, and WordPress is the same. If you try and do anything for for me anyway. When I've tried it, they might if, if if other people are finding it works, then then let us know. But if I'm trying to manage an article via uh, WordPress, the actual website rather than the app, I just find I get so many little errors with it. And especially if you're writing for somebody else, you want it to be right. You know, you don't want to yeah. you want to be confident yeah. in the tool that you're using. And I'm just not, which is the main reason I bought the MacBook. So I really think that if Apple can split ios up and have ipad os and phone os Ooh, we could be hopefully on on the right path but for me it's just not quite there i do love it i mean it's, it's one of my favorite devices apple have ever made but it's just a few little things and then i think i think we'll be good to go and you know multitasking is a bit of a nightmare on it but i don't know i i, I was kind of i was being a little bit disappointed with 10 with the latest you know 10.3 
with a lack of iPad stuff in it. Because uh, I think Apple really need to concentrate on it before someone else comes up. No, I don't think anyone else will come along and take take them take customers away from them. But no, not by surprise, it'll take a few years, and they'll they'll be the underdogs that just kind of creep up on them. I think they need to innovate on the iPad a bit more. I think they need to split. I think they need to split iOS up, like I said, between let the iPhone be the iPhone and let the iPad be the iPad. Don't don't just give the iPad attention every two or three years. They need to innovate it. They need to just push it forward faster than they are. I really hope that that's what they are doing. And I think we see evidence of that with what they've done with the last generation of the hardware. Yeah, it's certainly powerful enough to do a lot of... A lot of um, a lot of things that they're not not uh, they're not utilizing probably at the moment. I mean, like even Apple marketing is trying to push it as a computer in your hand. That is like the last sweep of here is what Apple wants you to think about the iPad Pro kind of pitch. They never said that about iPad Airs and the previous generations that I can think of. But if you visit Apple.com and you go to the iPad Pro, then it, at the top it says iPad Pro Super Period. Computer, period. Now in two sizes, period. Mm. You know, I think that they're really trying to convince everyone of this potential for the the market of the iPad. And I didn't see it that way when I got the first iPad. I I really loved it for what it was. Uh, I was a, I was I was a sucker for skeuomorphism, and the iPhone wasn't giving me enough. So when I got the first gen iPad, I loved how in iBooks, all the shelves looked like real wood and th- things like that. Mm. I want to call it garbage today. <laughs> when I look at it, what it is compared to today, I... It looked great at the time. <laughs> it, it did. It was just like a fad. It was a trend. And it worked at the time. Steve convinced me. <laughs> but I really like what they've done to clean it up. And I can see that... This is a very positive evolution for the iPad. You're you're right. I don't know that I want them to create a iPhone OS and an iPad OS, but why not? Because if it's faithful to like the parent OS is essentially iOS, the experience is virtually the same behind the curtain. But what you're getting is something that is a tailored experience to the iPad then I think less people would say, well, it's just a big iPod Touch, right? And I I remember hearing that in the stores when the iPad first came out from other customers that were just browsing. Mm. And that has been the consensus for many years. But then there are folks that are saying more and more every day that the iPad Pro is replacing their Macs. And a lot of people are not excited about what Macs are doing. So I, I don't want Apple to quit working on Macs, but... They do need to tread new ground for the iPad especially. Like watchOS already feels in a way, to me, from my personal experience, it feels almost mature for a watch. It's light years ahead of what I hear the Android watches are doing for people. And I mean, the Android watches have some beautiful watch faces that Apples don't really compare to. But when it comes down to like all the things that the watch can do, it's the watch that people would want to use on a, a day-in, day-out experience. But with the iPad, the thing I'm facing is that I want to use it for all the things you just described, Lee. But 
because it's more convenient since I'm already sitting at the desk looking at my MacBooks, you know, screen, and I have the external keyboard, I realize my entire desk is not situated for a space to put the iPad and use it over a desk. Hmm. So then if I'm away from my desk, I find myself on the couch or in the kitchen looking at recipes or YouTube videos. And then by default, I'm just not thinking about the iPad Pro for productivity. Yeah, I mean, the, the one thing kind of touching on where the MacBook Pros just come out and there's been kind of a lot of discussion about what's a Pro user now. If most people can an iPad can replace all their needs, I think. Certainly I've got people in my family that their only computer is an iPad and, and they get on great, great with it. And I think it would be for me, apart from there's a few little power user type features that it's just not quite there. And I kind of hope it does. I hope it does get those. I mean, I'd, yeah. I just yeah. keep kind of thinking about the fact that the iPad plays kind of second fiddle to the iPhone. You know, the iPhone's always got the attention because that's what brings in the most money. And I just really hope that internally Apple are focusing on kind of making the iPad a bit bit, a bit more unique and pull it away from the iPhone a little bit in a few few kind of key areas. But I mean, it's still, it's still, you know, it's still early days, even though it's been out, you know, seven years. I think it's still, it's still early days for the iPad. I think, I think they just need to push the OS faster. I'd like to see more innovation on on, on the software side of things. I do too. Hmm. I I really do. I would buy another iPad today. When you said you use an iPad Mini for reading books, I, I, I guess I've thought about that. But it's been a while, and I had an iPad Mini, the first gen, many years ago, and it was the first iPad I broke, and the first iPad that got replaced with Apple Care, and I was really annoyed actually to later not have an an iPad Mini, because I was really attracted to the iPad Air line, and now with the iPad Pro, but I have the 9.7 inch iPad Pro, and I found that a sweet metal ground that if I was going to have just one iPad, which would it be? I'd get the middle one. But now that you say that, even I almost like thought to myself, well, can I find a nice refurbed iPad mini for reading? Because I sure would like to use that for reading. That's a good idea. And if I were getting into computers today, I don't know that I would buy a Mac. And I wouldn't think about it until my job really required it. I would think about the iPad all the way, my phone being too cramped for extended period of use, but the iPad offering a, a rich assortment of all the things I would want to work on, even the writing for Squarespace, like you brought up Squarespace, my blog is Squarespace, and I have used it for mind mapping, I have used it for photo management, and in many ways, I agree with some of our friends on the internet who say that they just prefer the experience of using the iPad over using the Mac. That there's nothing wrong. It's not that it's out of trend. It's just that the the experience on a full-fledged computer feels, in not a bad way, but it feels old school compared to what you're getting from the iPad. It's more creative and it's more inviting. And it's that tactile experience is far more pleasant to me. Using my fingers on the iPad Pro is far more interesting than using the Magic Mouse or a Force Touch trackpad at the desk. And I can use the iPad everywhere I go. I, I'm, I'm convinced with you that the iPad Pro makes a lot of sense for productivity. 
I just don't naturally fall into the camp that is using the iPad Pro unconsciously for productivity. It's not the thing I, when I think I got to do some writing, I don't naturally go to the iPad. I unconsciously pick up the MacBook. Mm. Yeah, I'm kind of the other way around. I mean, I'm the Mac, to be honest, if, if I wasn't doing more uh, kind of freelancing work for, for, for other sites, I wouldn't probably wouldn't have a MacBook. I'd just be using my, uh, still using the iPad because I do, I, I enjoy using the keyboard. I like the smart keyboard cover. Uh, it's a good it one. It is. Yeah, I enjoy it. And I can use it on my lap too, especially on the, the I've I've not used the uh, the 9.7 cover, but uh, the 12.9 is quite a big keyboard. And, and even though the keys, they look really flat, they've got quite a nice little bit of travel to them. So... I just I do enjoy using it, and even sitting on your lap. You know, I was at an, at the air, at an airport on Monday uh, for a few hours, and I was using my my twelve point nine on my lap, just typing away fine, like it was a laptop. Uh, get some odd looks sometimes because I think people still don't expect the iPad to be so big, even though the twelve point nine's been around for a while. I don't think it's the most popular model. I think the nine point seven is the one that everybody's got. So you do occasionally get people looking at the iPad thinking, wow, that's a bit big. But uh, you do you do get used to the 12.9. But if they bring out the 10.5 as rumoured, which I'm really hoping they do, I could see me going to that one over the 12.9, selling my 12.9 and just having that because it's a little bit more portable. Interesting. I saw a Microsoft Surface, like the the one with the key, keyboard cover as well, like the the competition for the iPad Pro yeah. at a conference for the first time in the wild the other day. And I talked to the owner and asked him, is this your primary device? And, you know, do you really feel confident about it? And he said, yeah, yeah, this is this is great. I love this. And he showed me how he uses the pen on the Microsoft Surface device. And I can see where over time that that will become more and more of a, a, a competitor with the iPad Pro line if Microsoft doesn't continue to decline in terms of popularity, that uh, a lot of people will be compelled between something that is branded, it is a consistent experience across software and hardware for the PC crowd, the way that people are compelled by Android phones that are also got hardware to support them by Google. So if you're going to go, if you're going to go Android, you want a Google phone, right? that is optimized for Google's software and you just use the native system of the operating system. And that is one of the huge compelling features to me about Apple's ecosystem. I just love, love, love the ecosystem. So using the iPad Pro is a no-brainer. I'm never going to be compelled by hopping over to Androids and to the studio, Microsoft Studio or Surface, because I far prefer Apple's ecosystem. But I do agree that if we just took a snapshot of the state of the Mac line, the watch line, phone line, iPad line, the watches surprisingly seems mature for what it is. The iPhone is mature because that is where the majority of Apple's most dedicated resources have been placed for seven, eight consecutive years. The Mac is waning because it lacks luster. It's just not as interesting to most users and to most developers. The Mac App Store 
is a wasteland. And the iPad feels like it's it's really due a time of like really taking off, but it doesn't feel mature. It is the one of the four to me that feels like it has another iteration or two to go. And then we will all be convinced yet this is a viable alternative to a Mac. And I could and, and virtually anyone could use this as a substitute. Yeah, I mean, hardware is definitely hardware is definitely there, and 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 I don't think anything needs to be done, particularly on the hardware. But yeah, the software I think needs a bit of a kick. All right, Lee, that is going to do it for this discussion. We're going to have to dive deeper into particular nitty gritty topics like note taking and writing. In particular, I want to talk about keyboards for the phone and the iPad. And if you do, I mean, I, I don't think you don't, but I do enjoy using an external display and keyboard at the desk with my MacBook. But we're going to have to save that for another episode. Go ahead and tell people where they can find you online. Okay, so best place is uh, Twitter. So that's LJPUK on Twitter. Uh, my blog is the same name, so LJPUK.com. And I'm also writing a, a Cult of Mac as well now, so... Uh, if 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 you if you're a cult of Mac reader, then you may see my stuff pop up in there too. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk about that next episode. We'll probably talk more about writing. Cool. I am available on Twitter as well. I'm at uh, c uh, at c. No, 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 no. I, I'm all confused. What are my initials? <laughs> <laughs> I am J C S Darnell. So that is my initials, my name on Twitter. And if you want to find the podcast online, the home of the network is nightowl.fm. So you can find the show at nightowl.fm slash applesauce, and you'll find the archives there. If you are not familiar with our show, you'll find episodes one and two there, and you'll get an idea of what we want to do with the show. As well, if you want to just follow all the updates from the podcast on Twitter, catch us on Twitter. It's underscore get applesauce. That's the name of the profile for the show. And be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already done that. Thanks so much for listening to episode three. And thanks again for joining me, Lee. Yeah. Cheers, Jack. Right?